You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. This is uh, this is the show. This is the show we've all been waiting for. Thank you so much for choosing me and uh, and Locked On Tigers uh, to to come here and and break down this draft because it was uh, it was a heck of a day for me. If I sound a little bit of exhausted, it was because I was all over the place yesterday. I had a very very long day. I'm recording this at two in the morning. Uh, because I've been, <laughs> I've been, been hosting. I've I've been being hosted. I've been interviewed. I've been interviewing other people. I, I've been writing. Uh, I've I've been dragged all over the place today. I I, I know all these players and have uh, dove really deep into this draft. And everybody knows that I I follow the Tigers. So then when the Tigers do something <laughs> like they did. And really shake things up. Uh, everybody, everybody comes to me, and that's I was I was all over the place already before the draft, starting at like noon. I, I was guesting on stuff and hosting people, and, and started writing and stuff. So I've I've been all over the place today. So if I if I sound exhausted, that is why. But but we're here, and this is honestly pretty therapeutic for me because I uh, I get to it's just you and me. It's just you and me. Just talking about uh, just talking about the Tigers draft. We just get to shoot it a little bit, and uh, and that's that's that. I appreciate you for for coming here and listening to me and, and giving me the, the platform ability to do this because this is a very very nice way to end my day and kind of just spit and spew all my thoughts out there into the void and uh, and hope that somebody cares enough to listen to them. So thank you so much for listening. This is Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, July 12th, 2021. If you're expecting anything about the Minnesota Twins series that just ended, unfortunately, you will not find it here today. Uh, we will we will get back into all that, right, As uh, after the draft is over and, and the All-Star break and all that, absolutely. But I think it's very important that we talk about on this show five days a week, the most important thing that's happening in the organization every day. And you will never convince me that a four-game series sweep against the Minnesota Twins in a series where Willie Peralta and Kyle Funkhauser started games is more important than Sunday night's MLB drafts. This is going to be strictly a draft episode. I apologize if that throws you for a loop. Uh, if, if it does after all-star weekend, we'll be right back to how we were before, but that's why we do prospect reviews and all that. Cause th- this is, this is by far objectively the most important thing that happened in within the Tigers organization this weekend was the MLB drafts. So this is all going to, all going to be the draft baby An all draft recap. Let's get right into it again. Thank you so much. For, uh, for for coming here and listening to me talk. It means uh, it means the world to me. So thank you very much. Before we get any further and jump into it, I got to let everybody know to listen to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. It's draft season, as you guys are all very well aware. And the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Lighten brings you player interviews, farm system breakdowns every day. So subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pros- po- prospects podcast. All right, let's get into it, man. For those of you who don't know, yesterday, 
Sunday, July 11th, 2021, the Detroit Tigers took Jackson Job and Ty Madden with their first two picks in the MLB draft. First 29 picks for the first round. We had third overall. Then there was uh, a compensation pick, I believe. And then after the compensation pick was the competitive balance round. Uh, so that led to about, I want to say, somewhere between 35-ish picks last night. And then rounds two through whatever will be uh, will be Monday. So today we had two picks. We had two picks and we shook stuff up. Let me tell you. Al Avila, say what you will about the man. He put his guts to the wall today. That he put he put a lot on the line. I believe he put his job on the line in the form of Jackson Job. There is no scenario in which Jackson Job doesn't end up being a good baseball player. And what am I trying to say? If Jackson Job is a bust, Al Avila will not be this GM once we all accumulatively agree that he has bust status. Okay, Al Avila will not make it that far. He really put his, 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 <laughs> he, 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 man, I got to watch what I say. He showed some guts, whatever you got to say about him, whether you think it was the stupidest pick in the world or not. So be it. That's your opinion. That's your right. But, but Al Avila, he's, he really, uh, <laughs> he nutted up. And uh, you know what? At a bare minimum, props to him for that, I guess. Jackson Job, your newest addition, second newest addition, I guess, technically, of the Detroit Tigers. Let's get into him, right? And and let's get into Friday's show first, actually. So I said that Jackson Job was the person that was the scenario. Us getting him was the my least favorite scenario. And the reason for that is for a couple of reasons. One, High school arms scare the living hell out of me. Prep arms terrify me. And the reason for that is there is such a wide range of outcomes. They, they have such high ceilings. And admittedly, Jackson Job has one of the highest ceilings in the entire draft. He has arguably the highest ceiling in the draft. And that is true. The thing is, he also has one of the lowest floors, which is also very true. He started pitching like 11, 12 months ago. Okay. So that is why those scare me. And for an organization that's desperately trying to be co become competitive again, right? For, I'm, I'm really talking with my hands here. I wish you could see me. For an organization that is, is so close to being competitive again, the three-headed monster for pitching is up. Torque and Green come up next year. You have money. You can have a big offseason and get a shortstop this year. You have an elite coaching staff. You are so close to turning the corner and being competitive again. It didn't make sense to me to take a a guy which with such variance in what he could become. I thought they would have wanted to take a little bit more of a sure thing. But apparently he blew them away in his last camp, in his last visit with them and in his last workout with them, I should say. And Jackson Job's a Detroit Tiger. Jackson Job is a Detroit Tiger. Um, so that that's really the biggest reason that it scared me. Just prep arms horrify me. And our competitive window is, is you know, at, again, you're, you're trying to be competitive a lot sooner. And not necessarily the window, because no matter who you are, you want a good farm system. Uh, but just the, 
the I, I thought they would have gone a little safer. And then they didn't. And again, what <laughs> no matter what your opinion of the pick is, Alavila really showed some guts today at a bare minimum. Went against the grain and took his guy because he wanted to take his guy. And he did that. And I think it would have gone over a little better. Honestly, I don't see a scenario in which Job is the pick and the organiz- and all the fans are jumping for joy. I think that ship pretty much sailed like a week ago, to be completely honest with you. I don't think there was ever going to be a scenario where, where Manfred called Job's name and this organization was, was and, and the fans, I should say, were jumping around for joy. I, I don't think that, that that was ever going to happen. That being said, if Mayer isn't on the board, right, it at least becomes a lot less of a backlash, right? I think that was probably the biggest reason that so many people had such a big problem with it. If Leiter was on the board, it would have been the same thing. If if Mayer and Leiter went 1-2, this becomes... A, a much more watered-down reaction from the fan base. There's probably still people that are mad. There, Honestly, there is definitely still people that are mad. However, when the consensus 1-1 guy, near consensus, 1-1 guy, falls to you at 3, and you still take your dude instead of him, you can't expect the entire fan base to be jumping for joy. And I'm, I wasn't even a big mayor guy, right? I mean, we you can go back and listen to Friday's show. I, I, I was much more of a Henry Davis guy and, and Jack Leiter guy than I was any of the prep people really at all. So, but, <laughs> I mean, I, I was on a live stream. You can, you can double check my work. There, I will openly admit that um, Mayer is, is who, I, who I wanted live. When he fell to us at three and was there, and, and here we are with Job. Now, I, I'm not going to come on here and just talk negative for the for the 30, however many minutes I end up going with this. There's a lot of positives here. And there's a lot of chess that is about to be played over the next couple of days. It already started last night at the end of the first round as well. There's a lot of stuff to go over. A lot of reasons why they could or couldn't have done this, and a lot of strategy going forward with this, uh, with this pick. And there's still a lot of reasons to be excited. This is not us taking some bum. I do not want to get that twisted. We're gonna head into the, our first break here, but I want to make it abundantly clear that this guy is not some some trash can. Okay. It, it, he went 9-0 with a 0.13 ERA, 122 strikeouts in 52 innings, and only walked five people all season in high school. Okay? This is not, it's not like we took some dude that was projected to go in the fifth round, third overall. Okay? We, we took a very talented man. He's just very, very raw. And, and he while he has an incredibly high ceiling... He also has one of the lower floors in the draft as well. That's all. He could just really turn out and be anything. And that scares a lot of people. Myself included. So we'll get into way more about him as a player and uh, and this draft as a whole. And, and kind of the strategies that are going to be taken 
uh, as well because um, and and Ty Madden obviously. So sorry if my brain is scrambled eggs, guys. I'm I'm really tr- I'm trying my best here, but again, it's been a very long day. Okay, let's get into uh, let's get into our first break here. We're going to talk to everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline, so get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action at BetOnline. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. Let's get into it. We are back here at Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. Follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Uh, heck of a day yesterday, baby. Heck of a day. Jackson Job. Let's get into him. Let's get into what uh, what everybody sees in the kid, why he has such a, a such a high ceiling. And and again, I don't I don't want to get it twisted, man. As as reserved and as as scared as some people are about this pick undeniably he has one of the highest ceilings if not the highest to be completely honest with you in this entire draft and that's not me trying to sell you on him because he's ours now I have a lot of reservations about this pick he wasn't he wasn't even in my top five people I wanted him at three but undeniably he has one uh, arguably the highest ceiling in this entire draft. So that's that's exciting at a minimum. He's going to be must-watch TV down there in the minors at, at bare minimum, okay? So I'm, I'm trying to keep a level head here. I'm trying to show you the positives and the negatives and do a full analysis and not just come on here and be either super mad or super happy no matter who we pick. I'm, I'm trying to, to keep a level head here and, and just give you all sides of the coin, okay? So... He does have an incredibly high ceiling. Why does he have an incredibly high ceiling? Spin rate. It's really all there is to it. <laughs> they, they have the technology to measure kids' spin for breaking balls especially. Higher spin rate means, for the most part, usually better breaking ball and, it, and fastball. If you have a high spin rate on your fastball, usually that means better fastball. Guess what? He has a ridiculous spin rate on all three of his pitches. He pitches mid to even high 90s with a good fastball spin rate. So that's already a plus. Already a plus. You're looking at a kid who's 18 and already throws into the mid-high 90s. Great start. Then you're looking at a changeup, which is his third pitch. His fastball is his second best pitch. We didn't start on the first because we were saved the best for last. His third pitch is a changeup. It also has a really good spin rate for what a changeup is really solid spin rate it's quality it's solid it's not a it's not an insane pitch it is his third pitch of three but it's not bad okay it's, it's far from from a bad pitch you heard his high school stats okay he doesn't really have a bad a, ba- a bad pitch currently for where he's playing at now let's get into the slider because that's his best pitch and that is the pitch 
that I believe got him taken third overall by your Detroit Tigers. It is nutty. Watch tape on it. Watch him throw it. Have fun. Don't don't go in thinking, oh, I want to judge this kid and I want to see if he's actually worth getting taken third overall and blah, blah, blah. Don't be a grouch. Just, just for real. Just have fun and just watch his slider move in some of the most ridiculous ways you've ever seen a slider move. And it's out of a kid that's in high school. The spin rate on it is 3,100 RPMs. Which, for those of you who who aren't uh, too familiar with with how many RPMs a slider usually spins, that is incredibly high. That is that is ignorantly high. Would honestly be a, a really good way to describe it. That is just uh, unbelievable for a kid that is 18 years old to have a spin rate over 3,000 is is truly remarkable. So that is why he has such a high ceiling. You're talking about a kid with elite spin rate and only walked five people in all of high school. His his last year, not all four years of high school. This year, he only walked five people in 53 innings. What did I say? 52, 53 innings. Walked 122 people in the same amount of innings. Solid control and unreal stuff. The stuff is not going to be a problem. And once he works with professional pitching coaches, people that get paid to do this, and not his high school coaching staff, no disrespect to them at all, they got him where he is. But once he gets surrounded by a, a coaching staff and a coaching system that is that is professionals, I, the, the sky really is the limit, man. He could really be some. He could be damn good. Another thing we're going to touch on just really quick, he did hit a little bit, and he hit well over 400 in high school. I don't think that we are going to – I think we're going to nip that in the butt pretty quickly. I don't think that this is a, oh, we took him at three because we think he could potentially be a two-way player thing. That that was – some people were trying to justify the pick with that. I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I really don't. Not that the Tigers – I don't know. Maybe they mess around and do it for a couple of games or something. I just, I, I just, with how fragile young third overall pick arms are, uh, I, I can't imagine them throwing him out there and uh, and telling him to hit. I, I really can't. So I, I think we're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nip that theory in the butt pretty early. I think he's, he's a pitcher and he's gonna be a pitcher. But a cool thing, I guess, to keep an eye out for if, if something were to happen. So that is Jackson Joe. You are getting, we are getting, a a guy who has undubitably a very, very high ceiling. He has a a low floor too, though. And that comes with, A, just being a prep arm. You're going to have a low floor. You're going to have a pretty high bust potential because they do have high bust potentials. Look at history. Prep arms bust fairly often. And on top of that, you're not talking about a kid who's been a full-time pitcher for very long. He really became like a full-time starting pitcher a year ago. 
another reason why some question marks are being thrown around. Another reason why uh, I'm not going to keep digging into the the rabbit hole of that, but has not been a full-time pitcher for very long. And that is why he has such a low floor and such a high ceiling. Such a wide array of possibilities for this kid. And uh, whether you love or hate the pick, you're going to be watching him. And you're going to be keeping tabs on him. And he's going to be one of the most talked about players in this entire organization for a lot of years probably, to be completely honest with you. Um, I really hope it works out, man. And, And not only is it, oh, I hope it works out because... You know, I, I, I want it to work out for a lot of reasons. I, I want it to work out because of, of him, not, oh, you know, on draft night, we took him and everybody said it was stupid and, and whatever. I want it to work out because him at his peak, just the way that he is built, the way that he plays the game, his pitch type, his, his spin rate. If he reaches his highest peak, he is going to be dominant. I I don't want to sell the ceiling short, and I don't think I am. But the kid has such a high ceiling. It's really just, and and I'm not saying that he's going to hit it. Because, again, I I have plenty of reservations about him and, and the pick in general. But if he hits that ceiling, as low of a chance as you think, as low as a, uh, whatever percent chance you want to put of of odds that he reaches his ceiling, I don't care if you make it 1%, sure. But if he hits it, you're talking about a dominant pitcher in this league. And I think that's why we took him. I think that's why Alavila put his, his guts to the wall, man. What an what a crazy roller coaster of an evening! All right, we're gonna get into our, uh, our our second commercial break here, second ad break. Then we'll get into our other pick and finish up on Joe because there's still some stuff and some reasoning and some strategy that might be being played for taking him as well. But uh, but first, I gotta talk to everybody about Built Bar. If you think I survived today without Built Bar, you are absolutely tripping. Built Bar saved me. They absolutely saved me this week, the uh, this weekend really, and then especially today. I was in a hurry. I was going a million different directions. My mind was all over the place. I didn't have time to sit down and and really uh, have a full meal. Just did a, a a quick built bar here and there throughout the day to 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 keep me going, and then ate when I was fully done. And that those built bars were lifesavers, absolute lifesavers. Coconut. Cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Some new flavors, if you haven't realized, from uh, from my usual ad reads. There's some new flavors mixed in there. There's also a new limited time flavor. Built Grasshopper Cookie, available this week. Get the new Built Bar flavor Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All flavors without all that sugar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 5 grams of sugar. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, get the mixed box. Two of each. Mixed box got me through draft day. 
Kept me alive. Stop me from being a zombie. Get the mixed box today. Built Bar. Incredible. Incredible tasting. Incredible for you. Get the, the, that new flavor, that limited time flavor. Those new flavors that I li- was listing off that you haven't heard of. Go try them out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first odor. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for our final segment at Locked on Tigers. So, that's Jackson Job. That's the kind of player we're getting. That's the kind of pitcher we're getting. Dudes can sling it. Throws a hell of a slider. Very, very, very high potential. Just a matter of whether uh, how, how much of that potential he reaches. The other thing that's important to note is the MLB draft is weird. There is slot money. There's, there's Teams are allocated a certain amount of money. Every pick is given a, a monetary value, a dollar sign, and players either sign for slot, over slot, or under slot. I guess that's pretty obvious. Those are really the only three options. And the belief is that taking Jackson Job third overall, right, gives the Tigers the ability to look at him and say, hey, man, uh, we reached on you. We took you at three overall. You're a high schooler. We can make you a millionaire out of high school. The slot for the third overall pick was somewhere in the low seven million, I want to say. We can say, yo, man, um, we're going to sign you for a little bit less than slot value, right? We're not going to sign you for that full, I think it was either 7.2 or 7.4, 7.6 mil. Some, one, it's one of those three. Um, we're going to sign you for a little bit less than that. And you can still be a millionaire at 18 years old and, and, and play baseball, but we're not going to give you full slot. And then we're going to take that money that we didn't pay Jackson Job with, take it. And now later in the draft, we can pay people that high schoolers that are thinking about going back to college or college player juniors that were projected to go in the first round that have fallen to the second or third and need a little bit more of a, a, a moolah bonus to convince them to sign with us and not go to college. We have that money now because we didn't use all of our slot money on Jackson Joe. We saved a, a, a few buckaroos. And now we, we can look at people in those two situations that, that if you just offered them slot, they'd probably say no because they think they could raise their value by going back to school and say, hey, man, or we can give you a few extra bucks that we, that we pocketed from Job and make your signing bonus equivalent to what a late first rounder signing bonus would be or a mid first rounder signing bonus would be or, or wherever they ex- actually expected to go. So that's kind of the, the game that a lot of people play. That's what happened last year in the draft. If you remember, um, Austin, uh, Spencer Torkelson went 1-1, and then the Blue Jays took uh, Austin Martin at 5, or six, five I think, 5 or 6 even. And Martin was almost 
People almost thought the Tigers were going to take him at first overall. He was the consensus second best player in the draft, but he fell all the way to five uh, because the Orioles at two went with a player for way under slot. They didn't take Martin. They didn't want to pay the full slot money. So they took uh, they they took a way lesser known guy that people were kind of like scratching their head like, why the heck did they do this? And it's because of that. It's because of that slot money. They thought we'll save money in the first round and then splurge for the next four rounds. We can spend over slot because we saved so much in the first and, and still got a good first round level talent in the first two. Again, I'm not trying to make it sound like any of these dudes are are like fifth round projected people that are going in the first round or anything like that. But it, it's a it's a negotiation strategy. It's, it's a draft strategy that the Orioles honestly probably did again this year. Uh, some teams are, are really big on that. And uh, and last year we, we were not. We signed Torkelson for over slot, even though he was the first overall pick, just to make him, uh, you know, make sure that he signed and make him, make him a happy man. Uh, so... The thought process is, and none of this has been announced yet at the time that I'm recording, okay, but but by the time you're listening, you maybe have heard it. Uh, regardless, the thought is, we get Job for a little bit under slot. You're, we're not going to get him for like $3 million under. That's just not happening. But, uh, I don't know, maybe a million under slot? That doesn't sound too unreasonable, so, so you get him for, for a little bit under slot, which is in the, like I said, a, a little bit over $7 million. Then you take that and, and you use it to, uh, to convince somebody in a later round to sign with you that would normally go back to college or something like that. You take an over slot player later or a couple if, if it only takes, you know, 200 or 500K to, to be a kicker for somebody. So uh, I say only 200, 500K. <laughs> We're talking about sports contracts and, and, and you start using the word only for a lot of money. Anyway, that's just my brain being weird. Um, so that's kind of the thought process. And that is a strategy that a lot of people do. So that happens with Job. And I tweet out immediately, if you follow me on Twitter, at Bentley Scotty, you... I tweet out immediately, look, everybody, I know everybody's in an uproar and whatnot, sure. The thing is, I will see the vision. It's still not what I would have done. It's still, as I'm recording this, not what I would have done. But I will at least see the logic and reasoning behind taking Job if we sign him for under slot. We have to sign him for underslot. If we sign Jackson Joe for slot money, uh, it makes this pick insurmountably more of a head scratcher than it already was. Okay, so you have to sign him for underslot, and then on top of that, at thirty-two with your comp pick, you take somebody that you would need to go over slot for, and at thirty-nine. With your second round pick, you probably take another person. That you need to go over slot to make sure you get. And maybe even the person after that. Maybe even your third rounder to be completely honest with you. If your next three or even four picks are all over slot people. The Job vision becomes a lot more logistically pleasing. And again, it is still not what I would have done. 
but I am not in charge of the Tigers, much to my dismay. And at a bare minimum, the logic would make sense. You take a guy with a, a underslot, with one of the highest ceilings in the draft, and then you take the higher floor dudes for your next three picks and you go over slot on all of them. Right? That logic actually makes a little bit of sense. I would even say it makes, I'm not going to say a lot of sense because it's still not what I would have done, but it, there's sound reasoning there. That is, that is correct thinking. So at a bare minimum, you, we would have that going for us. So, okay. So that's the logic there. Let's get into time, Madden, and then I'll send you guys off on your way because I'm already over time here and I'm trying to cut these down. But it, the, yeah, honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I was never going to keep, I'm supposed to keep these at 30 minutes. That was never going to happen with this episode. This episode was never gonna, only going to be half an hour just with how insane yesterday was. So let's get into uh, our, our competitive balance pick, which is Ty Madden, which the logic behind the, the theory that I, that I said before about going over slot matches, Ty Madden was someone who was supposed to be in the top, uh, some mocks had him going in the top 10. He is a top, a borderline top 10 talent in this entire draft. But the thing about baseball and that slot money is so weird is that once someone falls too far, then people back away from him because you have to pay him over slot to convince him to sign with you. Right? So it's <laughs> it's weird, man. It's re- it's really really weird. Just the MLB draft is is super not political like politics, but it just becomes super strategic in a, in a big chess game. So he fell a little bit too far and teams got scared and saying, oh, well, this guy expected to go nine to, uh, you know, people had him mocked to the angels, uh, not everybody, but several people had him mocked to the angels. This is a guy that was a borderline top 10 pick. People had him going nine, 12 range. We're sitting there at 15. He's probably the best player available. However, He's probably going to want the slot money for where he was supposed to get taken and not where he's actually getting taken. So we're going to back off and not take him. Then he just kept sliding. And all of a sudden, the Tigers and Alavila, with the lightning in the background looking down into the camera in his sport coat, is looking like we we prepared for this moment. We, we were ready. And that's what happened. And... Uh, even if you know what, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But, but at a, again, at a bare minimum, the logic kind of made sense and kind of panned out at least at the end of day one, we'll see. I still have a ton of reservations. Don't get me wrong, but we'll see how, uh, how, how day two goes tomorrow. So let's get into Ty Madden, the player, and then I'll send you guys off on your way. All right. So Ty Madden, another pitcher, another right-handed pitcher. Two right-handed pitchers to start off the draft. Interesting. You don't see that too terribly often. Uh, but again, the value here is is incredible. This is a guy that, again, most people had 
at that borderline top 10 talent range. Some people had him as high as eight. Most people had him in that in that preteen kind of area, 11 to 13 area. So very, very talented player. Had a great, great year at Texas. He started 18 games at 113 innings pitched. Had just barely over a one whip. 137 strikeouts in 132, or sorry, 137 strikeouts in that 113 innings pitched and a 2.45 ERA. Okay, so those are the base stats. Let's get into him as as a player. All right. The fastball is interesting, and one of the reasons I love him is because he's a dog. Okay, Ty Madden is a dog, and I'm not comparing him to Justin Verlander because that would be asinine and putting way too much on him. But just with the fastball specifically, he kind of does that thing that Verlander used to do. He not as not as fast, right? Because Verlander is a freak of nature. But for most of his starts, Ty Madden will his, like kind of sit around that 93 to 96, 95 mile an hour fastball range, and then like. In the sixth inning, when he needs a big strikeout, we'll just rear back and touch 98 miles an hour. And you're like, all right, I love this kid, right? So that's super fun. And and one of the one of the reasons I'm I'm really big on him because he understands how to pace himself. He totally understands when to rear back and you need to hit upper nineties. And okay. I'm going to throw my normal fastball right now, and it's okay. And I think that that is so important and so mature for his age. One of my favorite things about him, honestly, one of the one of the reasons I'm so high on him is because of that alone. The slider is his second pitch. Mid-80s, really powerful, really um, uh, really hard break. The thing, the, the thing bites, takes a bite out of an apple, chops, okay? So, so a really, really good slider. Um, almost all of his swings and misses, to be completely honest with you, uh, in in college came from the slider. It's it's by far his best swing and miss pitch. So easily going back to the well there, we we took two right-handed starters that love their sliders. Not saying it's a bad thing, just an observation. Two. Power right-handed pitchers that love their sliders. He also has a changeup, just like Job. Does not use his changeup very much at all, though. Uh, I want to say he threw it like 2% of the time, 3% of the time in in his entire uh, last year at Texas. So not not a pitch that he's throwing too much. It's it's in the mid-low 80s as well, like the slider. The biggest thing is going to be that changeup, to be honest with you, because I don't believe that a recipe for success is 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 only having two pitches when you're coming out of high school or college and trying to be a starting pitcher at the major league level. So he ne- he's going to need to develop that changeup, and that's very possible. Changeups are in in the scheme of all the possible pitches that you can develop late. Changeup is one of the relatively easier ones. He's never going to have an elite changeup. That's never going to happen. But if he can just make it a solid third pitch to keep pitcher keep pitchers keep hitters on their toes, 
He can be a very, very effective major league pitcher. I really like this kid a lot, man. I really do. He's someone, again, that I thought was going to go ninth overall. I really did. I thought the Angels were going to take him at nine. Um, and we got him at 32. So say what you will about about the Joe pick and the slot money and, and, and whatever. You think it's a dumb strategy. They, they should have gone all in and take slot. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm really not because Joe is, is still not what I would have done, even though I kind of understand the logic behind it. However, there's a plan in place. And it appears like they are executing the plan. The biggest thing I want to stretch, if you take one thing out of this, is that it is impossible, objectively impossible, to say that the Job pick is ridiculously stupid immediately. You can't do it. A, his ceiling is way too high. Way too I don't care how low the floor is. His ceiling is way too high for you to be marching around screaming, this is the worst pick of all time. Also, if they're playing the slot money game, it's not stupid to take a chance on Joe with how high his ceiling is if the next four picks after are dudes we wouldn't have got that end up being really good players because we took Joe under slot. And you could also be listening to this on your way to work or your way home from work and thinking, holy cow, this dude is an idiot because I just found out two two hours ago that we signed Job for slot. And that could happen. And I'm not going to be a super happy camper if that happens. But I'm trying to see all sides, of, uh, all, all perspectives tonight. I'm trying to show everybody all the different perspectives tonight and all the reasons that you should be Cautiously optimistic is what I really want to stress. You should have reservations. You you should have you you should take precaution in this pick. You shouldn't be sitting there like, oh well, we're winning a ring now. We got this guy. But at the same time, you should be far from going around just saying that that it's a ridiculously dumb pick and and Alavila is is the worst ever at his job because of this draft pick. I want you to be cautiously optimistic. I want you to try your best like I have tried my best. All I ask for is that. To to look at all the different angles of this and all the different possibilities of this. This could end up being a very, very good draft. Two or three years time from now. It also could end up not. And I do not deny that either of those are very possible. I hope that uh, I, I came across as just trying to shed a light on all the different possibilities that could come out of this draft and not like riding the fence or, or not having an opinion. I hope I, I walked that line as best as I could, I think. So I hope that, that it came across that way. I, I don't want to come off as like not opinionated and no analysis and and oh, I'm just going to walk the line of, of not having an opinion. But I really think it's important to kind of show all the different uh, possible solutions, possible scenarios that could come out of what we did, all the different possibilities, maybe teach some people some things, really get to know your new players, 
And, uh, and yeah, so, so I tried my best. I had a very, very long day and it is now three o'clock in the morning. So I am going to go and sleep for probably the remainder of the summer. Uh, but somehow also be back tomorrow because I'm built different like that. Thank you guys so much for listening for real. It means the world to me, uh, no matter how, whatever exhausted I am. This is uh, this is an awesome, awesome privilege that I that I have to be able to do this and just be able to talk about the Detroit Tigers draft and what a wild, wild draft it was. So, thank you guys for choosing uh, choosing Locked On and choosing me to uh, to to get a draft breakdown from. Appreciate you guys more than ever. Going to therapy's dope. Peace and love, and uh, we will catch you tomorrow. We're still gonna do five shows this week, even though we got an All Star break. We got some more rounds for the draft tomorrow. So even though there'll be no game to recap, we'll have that. Then we got a home run derby. No Tigers participants. Probably won't be a big part of the show. Then we got an all-star game. Um, And then, yeah, we got the draft going on too. So there will not be a shortage of content here whatsoever. Uh, It just might be a little different content than game recaps and such because there's no games going on until this weekend. All right, I'm done rambling. I'm going to go to bed. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Be cautiously optimistic. Be very cautious and very optimistic. I think that's a better way to put it. Be as cautious as possible while also being as optimistic as possible. Because there's a really good reason to be both of them. And I hope I shine a little bit of light on why for both sides. Thanks guys so much. Peace and love going through. Be dope. I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.